in Indianapolis in 1936, James L. White trained in classical ballet and danced for 10 years before earning degrees at Indiana University and Colorado State. White authored four books of poetry before his death in 1981. The Salt Ecstasies was published posthumously in 1982 by Grey Wolf Press, and the poems featured on today's program are being used by permission of the publisher. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Ravinis-Dorsey. Overweight. Cooking for someone can be loaded with danger. He'll get here at six, and I'm filled with a small fear of conversation at the table. I always toy with the edge across my throat, between the cabbage, the duck, and coffee we stare into. There are many ways to scream. I've chosen the silent one because I'm afraid of being discovered as I am, not who he remembers 20 years ago. I want to say things have changed since then. I've smoked my lungs black and eaten my heart out, lost each leaf of hair and seen friends to their graves. So the real talk is never said. After a polite time, he leaves a bit early. I want to rerun the dinner again with simpler food, the apartment a little messy. I'd like to walk right over the edge and say, who we were then is fable but that takes believing we're someone right now. Instead, I sit down to a second meal. I'm famished from things left unsaid, go to bed too early, and wake totally at the national anthem before the TV hisses into blue snow. I get up. I eat again. Dying Out I love the Cambric night snowing down First Avenue, and the heaven of being near things I know, my apartment, the old rugs and chair, the moons of my nails above which I write, and the snow in distant woods where animals give silently all and everything into dying, their fossils in spring, the jonquil and pure bone. I'm no more alone than usual with this perfect history of snowing so quietly without people. I've left so many this year, who've felt too comfortable with my old design. Because I want another life, rinsed new in middle age, the way a hard sickness changes a person, the way snow changes the billboards by my drugstore to read Vanquish Pain and Relief from the Ordinary. I don't want forgiveness from people, only to be seen from another way, like the back of a sculpture, perhaps the nape of a neck or an open, helpless palm, some familiar form viewed from another direction. Naming for Marie White Old woman, my mother, let's do the world again, you and me, this time in the desert outside Gallup, New Mexico, where the sky's as bright as cut ribbons. We'd take long walks in our clay life, where nothing's taught, and I'd learn everything, like stopping the wind by pinning a small shell in your hair that certain days in spring are called mother-in-law weather. Here is a weed to smoke for dreams, and that's called hawk, a flutter from the canyon rim. Old woman, don't die. Take me to your first words again, to say there are plants that live as people, that certain animals carry dreams, that the hawk is itself where the canyon drops to air. Look, son, there's a word for getting off work late at night, your collar damp with sweat, 
and one for loneliness that starts at the base of the spine. There's a word for mystery, the morning rose on the kitchen table opening all on its own, almost green at the base of the bud, quietly doing the way it knows to. Old woman, my mother, so full of sickness it becomes acquaintance, don't die. The world is nearly empty for me. Take me near your river of first words again. Look, son, this is stone. Here is flower. Here between my legs you entered the world. Call it door. Look, son, another flower called going away. And this is called too soon. Lying in Sadness Moon to my earth, come from some other space so totally white at our evening meal, wearing a coat that will not last the year. I love you completely as salt. Tell the one about an hour before darkness in your room above the Bangkok massage parlor, the one where pain rises with the bread, filling you with its yeasting smell. It's dark. You exhale a fist of memory. I love you like weathering wood in a room of empty pianos. When you return to something you love, it's already beyond repair. You wear it broken. The Ark Welder's Blue Only silence can make it all a blue towel, vinegar, and salt fire. Silence toward totality, the way giant turtles sum themselves up at death, going from what they were into the sea, their claws scratching Ruth and Harrow on the sand. Words from silence so excellent at Genesis, like a sexual flower, come through an ill-formed life where no metaphor of soaring bird will do, only a coal yard in late sun blazed on black rock. If silence is possible, it forges the arc welder's blue for the corporeal and daily, so we look away and are still drawn. Silence, submission to the ordinary, like a memory of a laundry room in summer, chartreuse light and bluing smell, mingling with coffee upstairs and more, but distant and childish, gone. An Ordinary Composure I question what poetry will tremble the wall into hearing or tilt the stone angel's slight wings at words of the past like a memory caught in elms. We see nothing ahead. My people and I lean against great medical buildings with news of our predicted death and give up mostly between one and three in the morning, never finding space large enough for a true departure, so our eyes gaze earthward, wanting to say something simple as, the meal's too small, I want more. Then we empty from a room on intensive care into the sea, releasing our being into the slap of waves. Poems break down here at the thought of arms never coupling into full moons by holding those we love again, and so we resort to the romantic, a white horse set quivering like a slab of marble into dancing flesh. Why remember being around a picnic table over at Brookside Park? We played softball that afternoon. My mother wore her sweater even in the summer because of the diabetes. Night blackened the lake like a caught breath. We packed things up. I think I was going to school that fall or a job somewhere. Michael'd go to Korea. 
Before we left, I hit the torn softball into the lake, and Michael said, You can't do that for shit, James Lee. Going back, I realized the picnic was for us. It started raining in a totally different way, knowing we'd grow right on up into wars and trains and deaths and loving people and leaving them and being left and being alone. That's the way of my life, the ordinary composure of loving, loneliness, and death. And two, these prayers at the waves, the white horse shimmering, bringing it toward us out of coldest marble. You've been listening to the poetry of James L. White on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rabinus Dorsey. You can visit The Poet's Weave online at wfiu.org slash poetsweave.